0: With the programming, I'm Chase Ingram. I'm Captain America, and along with me is Bill Grundler. We're free. And we're talking Murph. Murph. All things Murph. I kind of wish this thing I was chugging at during the intro because I got so hyped was a uh, was a beer.
1: We've we fucked that up. We messed that up. I was thinking How did we the exact same. Thing. Right when it started. Oh, it was just- like, <laughs> we should be drinking like Guinness right now.
0: Oh, Guinness. Oh, that's that's not Murphy. Yeah, it is. It's not Murph-esque. A Guinness? No, we gotta drink like Bud Heavies if we're celebrating America. America, dude, we're not gonna drink a foreign beer for a Murph episode.
1: Put that in there, set it on the table, walk out.
0: (laughs) Well, we are not alone because as we talk Murph, Memorial Day is around the weekend. Natty Light, that's right, Stefan, the best PBR. Where it is. There it is. I knew Bru- I, I knew I liked Bruce. PBR. PBR. Well, uh, as we get set to talk about Murph, which is coming up on Memorial Day, the way the world works is really fun. We got uh, I've been in contact about episodes, and someone posted on uh on Instagram was like, hey, your your latest episode got me through Murph. I was doing Murph in the Garage. I was like, oh, that's awesome. And I look at it was like, wait, have you been doing Murph every day? It's like, yes, I have. I was like, well, you're coming on the show next week. So I'd like to introduce you guys to, there he is, Jim Lebonski. What's up, bro? What's up, bro? What's up, brother? What's Man, going on? Man, thanks for joining the show. I was just telling the story of the, just the happenstance of you just putting up on your Instagram stories, like listening to this episode during my 278th Murph <laughs> in a row. I was like, excuse me? <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was a sweet episode, the Hero Wad one, where you guys did the um, top ten or top five Hero Oh really cool. yeah,
1: that was a fun one. And the whole time you were going, "No, dude,
2: Merv, there's only one." <laughs>
1: no, dude, you have any? What, where's I'm doing
2: it right now? What
1: are you talking about?
2: It's actually actually not my favorite one anymore. Surprisingly. <laughs> uh, wow,
1: really? <laughs> oh. so you could have said that after like number three. Yeah
0: well hey man I, I'm glad you're on the show I can't wait to dig into what you're doing more importantly why you're doing it I think it's a it's an awesome story I've got to see a few uh, interviews you've done so far a- about it and you know I really want to focus on on that and we're gonna touch on the overall view of Murph coming into Memorial Day we'll talk about the, you know Michael P Murphy the namesake behind the Hero wide, what the hero wide is actually called before it was called Murph and uh, a little and I'd love that you're you in, um, your inside you know, point of view on this is like, you know, Murph has been synonymous with Memorial Day really since 2010. It started to, uh, there was a foundation started for it and became, you know, a a big thing. And, but Memorial Day, you know, it's not just for one person. It's for, you know, everyone that lost their lives in the line of duty to, you know, make this country what it is today. And to support that, that's really the CrossFitters way of doing it. We do Murph, but the, the topic of you don't have to. You can celebrate it any which way. That's just the mo- most popular way to do it. But, you know, before we get into what Murph is, I want to get into who you are and, and what you're about, Jim, because Murph every day for 365 days. Now, I know the caveat is 366 because your first one was yeah. last year on Memorial Day, correct?
2: Yeah. Yep.
0: But you're going to do it again to, you know, it, leap your Murph. We'll call it that, right? Yeah. Leap your Murph. <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> I never I've heard of somebody. I didn't at first. I heard of somebody else doing 365. So. I just figured the next guy that tries to do it is going to have to do 367 because <laughs> I'm going to do it 366.
0: Oh, man. I, I can't even wrap my brain around that. We, we talked earlier um, when we were discussing him on the show, and, and Bill knows this. Like I'm just doing like 30 minutes of cardio every day just to see if I can for discipline's sake. And then you told me that. I'm like, Phew. well, now I look like a big bitch because <laughs> I'm, I'm like, oh, I don't want to get on the Concept2 bike for 30 minutes. You're like, well, I'm doing Murph again. <laughs> I'm like, okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's, hard to, it's hard to do anything. Every single day, regardless if it's 30 minutes or 45 minutes, it's wild. Do you do the same
1: one or
2: do you vary it? Um, I mostly like I do stick to the standard, you know, partition Murph, uh, just for time's sake because I do a whole bunch of other training too, right? Um, but like if uh, I'm getting bored or I'm hitting a slump, like yeah. I do some wild stuff. Like I'll add a hundred devil presses or 200 wall balls or a hundred thrusters or Wait. like my favorite one. I did DT, DT and Murph together. So like one round of DT every five rounds of Cindy.
0: Oh, okay. How many different versions do you think you've done over the last year?
2: Oh, um, I did the marathon
1: 75, probably,
2: probably like I did the marathon row, the marathon assault bike all in there with those. I don't know, probably like 60 or 70. At one point, I was like, just putting in the comments, like, what hero workouts do you guys want to see me combine with this? Because I'm losing my <laughs> mind. I'm going to do something else.
0: Oh, uh, how old are you, Jim?
2: 32.
0: 32. Fuck, dude. I, I would have, like, the only way I could do this if I was 22. But now, am I, <laughs> I'm trying to find, like, excuses of why, like, I am incapable of doing
1: this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, the the... I mean, it's one thing like we are, I mean, we're all Crawford buffoons and we try to get our workouts in and stuff, but how do you, how do you carve out? We haven't got to what you do, but like, how do you carve out the amount of time as a 32 year old to put that much time into the training and, and is there a goal like, are you training for something or are you just checking boxes right now?
2: Um, so first off the time thing, I never realized how much time I was leaving on the table. Like it's insane. And it's translated into every part of my life, um, to where like, Hey, you're sitting on the couch, wasting time right now. Your kids are home. Go spend time with your kids. Be a better father. Like you're sitting here wasting time and it's all come from this whole, Hey, I got, you know, two hours in this day that are set aside for training or two and a half hours. It means you got to wake up at 4am to do it, or you got to stay up to nine and do it like it's getting done. So manage your time correctly. And then when I started looking back on it, I'm like, wow. You get home from work and you sit there on your phone for an hour and scroll through looking at, you know, what Matt Fraser's doing this weekend rather mm. than going out there and getting to work and getting it done. I was just shocked at how much time I was leaving on the table. And I think it's super manageable if you have a plan and you're like, I'm going to consolidate this amount of time and it's going to get done and it's a priority.
0: How has this whole process helped shift your your priority focus of managing time?
2: Um, every second of my day is I try to use it towards something that like makes me a better husband, father, human. That's like what I keep going back to. Like, does this make you a better husband, father, human? If not, you don't need it. Which is,
1: which is an an awesome statement. What was, what was the tripping point that made you have to come up with something like that i mean was that something that you found as you were doing it or was it like you know what i need to organize my shit right now and might as well get fit while i'm doing it
2: yeah so it it happened um i I was pretty like you know i'm a crossfit nerd like i'm obsessed with it so i was always carving out that time like an hour and a half a day regardless but um it all the other like i would say getting better at time management and stuff that's just been a byproduct of carving out time to do murph every day and making it a priority that's been one of the, be- the big benefits of it. So, Mar- mm, married you, kids, all that? You said, you said, yeah, and yeah. Then like, married, give, give the rundown. Yeah, I got two kids uh, a one year old, and a, she's going to be four in um, a month. Oh, wow. wow that's awesome. Wow.
0: Boys, yeah. girls?
2: I got a, my little one's a boy, and the older one's a girl.
0: Girls. Yeah. yeah the
2: girls are the best, man. Like, she's, she's uh, I don't even know what life was before I had a little girl. Mm. And, now she's like, she's not old enough to go, but like, I'm really good with the really good friends with the box owner. So like I started taking her to CrossFit kids about a year ago and at three years old, like watching her just everything, man, like how she's, her confidence has grown from into gymnastics, into her classroom and everything just from going to CrossFit kids is like incredible.
0: Yeah. That's so cool. I can't wait to like, my kids come with me to the gym, like when I coach and, that stuff is like, you know, my son's four and then my daughter is just past two. And we had him in the gym like all last night during classes. And the cool thing is like everybody's really cool with them. Just like singing and making noises and being kids and siblings. And I'm like, oh, sorry. They're like, they don't care, which is really neat. The fun part was like I was told by like we had a parent teacher conference with my my son. And (laughs) they tell us that he makes his classmates do burpees at school.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And I was
0: like, yes. And then I can't. I think I told this story the other day, but like, you know, if I'm out there and they're, they're hanging out, they stay in their corner as they, you know, for the day. And I think I went into the, I just went to the restroom really quick. And Dylan, like, this is my son, got in front of the class, and I can hear him like yelling at people during the class, <laughs> like just random things <laughs> that I yell. It's like, this is
1: awesome. It is That's funny awesome. that, that they that they sucked that. Yeah, you know, my oldest daughter never never got into the crossfit theme because i think it was just the well that's that's dad's thing that's just what dad does oh dad's doing crossfit he'll be at the gym he's working out and then my youngest daughter now it's more of a we did a uh kind of like a career day thing Mm -hmm. and so and it was it was by zoom but i had the whole classroom basically watching the gym and i did muscle ups on the rings and climbed the rope and threw the barbell around and stuff like that so it's like all that kind of cool stuff but i think like that, that it's exercise and it's fitness and all that but like our version of that it's it's playtime. all mm-hmm. the stuff i mean it's it's a big jungle gym you yeah, know like yeah. what kid doesn't like that it's so cool yeah it is
0: so when you got um you know you said you're a crossfit nerd and it, which i think is funny yeah. because like you haven't been doing crossfit that long like at, what is, you got started during the pandemic is that right
2: yeah yes yeah. so when the gym shut down um i'm a police officer here in the dc area and um when the gym shut down like i'd always been into like bodybuilding and like some form of functional fit it is crossfit you know it's just it's not called that or i wasn't you know coached in it or following program or anything but like i was doing circuits of whatever after my bodybuilding stuff and um I had a really good squad mate who was like super into CrossFit and was like, dude, you got to do it. And I was like, I'm not doing that shit, man. You guys are, <laughs> you guys are crazy. Like, you guys are crazy. I don't want to hurt that bad. And it's like, and I, and I would say like, Hey, it's stupid, but inside, like now I'm man enough to admit like, bro, I was scared of being hurt. <laughs> like mm, I didn't want to, yeah. and and by hurt, I mean like going through, going through a hard workout, like doing Fran. Um, and we were in a foot chase with a guy probably like two weeks after the pandemic had started. And um I considered myself pretty athletic, pretty fast. And it was like an extended foot chase, probably like a half mile. We're sitting there wrestling over a gun. And um, I'm out of breath and I'm like, oh, whew, these beach muscles uh don't really do <laughs> don't really do you anything on the job. And um the next day, like I just hit YouTube hard and I was like okay. What is CrossFit? (laughs) And and the gym was shut down, so I had minimal equipment. And I was like, whoa, this is like, what better thing? Like, I got a little square box in my garage. I got 205 pounds of weight, a pull-up bar, and a salt bike. Like, let's get to hurting. And uh, just dove into it. And then, like, I remember doing a workout by myself in my garage and falling on the floor and, like, being out of breath. And I was, like, just completely addicted to it at that point. Did that really – that is –
1: crossfit 2006 2007 2008 where it wasn't about uh, how how much equipment you do have Mm. it was what do you have now let's just go make some things happen and that's uh, that i mean honestly the pandemic was shitty but that was one of the best things that came out of that was hopefully it made a lot of people realize that they could do that and it's rad that that's that that very minimalistic setup and view is what hooked you i mean that's what hooked me too i mean shit, yeah. we made our own rings we didn't have any rings we heated pvc pipes <laughs> and hung them from the ceiling you know what i mean yeah the, OG, cool. the
2: ogs in the sport really like when you think about it like you guys are making like jerk blocks out of you know whatever you name it like making own plyo boxes like your own pull-up bars and stuff out of like plumbing pipe and stuff like it's really really cool That that's like the grassroots of like it's just this like gritty, shitty thing that we do and we get after it in garages. I love that. Like if you didn't
0: make a med ball out of a basketball of which you've cut (laughs) open filled with sand and then duct tape as like six rolls around it. Oh yeah. And then it broke the first time you dropped it from overhead. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. I wanna talk more about um, you know, you are a police officer and more about your your um your service to your community there, and this is kind of one thing that I know is near and dear to Bill. Is Bill was a fire captain, and the fact that you know he put his Bill or what are they, the cadets or what do you, what do you call them?
1: I have a dude, my crew, my, crew. my the guys yeah. that run the engine, guys and girls that run the engine with me. I mean, we we had everybody doing it. But if you were on my crew, if you're on my shift, we were doing yeah
0: the the value oh, nice. of nice. fitness to the functionality of the job. And it doesn't have to be we do this type of CrossFit to do that. It was just like we just do it's the black box theory. And this is something that Greg has always been talking about. And the black box theory came all the way back to when he first started was like using he was working with downhill skiers. And he's like somehow when we did CrossFit and improved their ability to do pull ups, it improved their times. It's like and how? It's like it doesn't matter. Here's the black box. <laughs> and that's what Don't it was, right? Him. Black boxer is like, here, yeah. we did this, we put it in this thing. And on the return, these amazing things happen. And I know Bill did that with his crew because his crew being fit enough and functional enough to do whatever gets thrown at him on the day, which you do not know, you're the same way as a police officer because you had learned the hard way, which is the story that you just told. How important is for you? To maintain that for your job and how much do you try to work with say you know your 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 friends your colleagues and, and promote the importance of that for them
2: i mean it's everything um it, it's it's so important and there's like so many different aspects of, of how you can look at it too like you have the physical standpoint of it like most cops have i think i posted on instagram in the day. like we have the best pensions in the world and it's because we don't live to collect them Because they die from heart attacks, from being out of shape, unfit, unhealthy, living sedentary lifestyles with high stress, sitting in a car and then going like with these adrenaline dumps and not being fit. Like it's hard enough when you are fit. If you're not fit, like it's a recipe for disaster. And then you have the other aspect of it where it's, I was taking it in terms of like, I worked on a pretty high risk squad. Like we dealt with a lot of, I won't get into too much detail, but a lot of risky things. And um, it was like, you know, if you're not going to do it for yourself, because at this time I didn't have kids. I was like, do it for the guy next to you because he's got kids and he's got a family to go home to. And if you're his backup, the one that's showing up and in the fight of his life, if you're not in shape, you're not doing, you're doing injustice to every single police officer you're backing up, every single citizen you're supposed to protect and your own family by not being in shape. It takes 45 minutes to go suffer somewhere with a dumbbell to be fit, to do your job correctly and protect the people you swore to protect and your other police officers. Like it's, I can't even. I, it might be the single most important thing in police work.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent. Now, you're you're I, one of the things I ran into a ton was you would have individuals that would get what you're saying, but you would not have departments that would get what you're saying.
0: I feel like it's department so, heads too. Every time you've brought this up, is the higher um, ups that are, are squashing that.
1: Well, it's, I mean, and they they squash it a lot because of you know the the unions are there to protect the individual members but a lot of times that protection limits the department from saying like hey I expect you to be this way because then it's like oh well you're discriminating against me and you're doing this you're doing that how does your department handle uh, yeah, fitness? where is fitness in their in their priority it's a joke dude
2: it's an absolute joke like ah, I hate that. we had we had I mean and I mean I work for a big department in a really high crime area like it, it used to, we used to have a test and it was like the biggest joke of all time, man. I was like the sit and reach test, like two fifteen 15, <laughs> like the president's 15, fitness f- yeah, test from elementary yeah, school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Without the pull-ups and the pacer test. Like oh. it was like all the easy parts and stupid parts from the presidential test. And then they made it like a mile and a half run something a little bit more reasonable. Well, then people, obese men started failing it and they I don't know how much I can get into this for legal reasons, but people were basically petitioning that it was unfair that women had less time to run the, or more time to run the mile and a half and could do less pull ups, that it was like sexist. It was a backdoor way of getting rid of the fitness policy because they were too fat and lazy Reverse to get off their ass and do some. Yeah. So exactly. they were
0: complaining that the women got more time and had to do less yeah. because they couldn't even do that.
2: Exactly. It was just so their
0: instead way. of
1: bringing the bar up for the women, yeah. they wanted to bring the bar down for, for these everyone. guys so that they didn't have to do. Oh, for the ugh, come on! I'm an I'm yeah. a heavy, overweight, out of shape guy, so I should only be able to do two pull ups like the mm-hmm. ladies do instead of ten.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it though, was. Yeah, it's. Dude. It was just a backdoor way of they didn't want the fitness test, and now it's like there's everyone's having such a hard time hiring police officers that it's like. Physical standards across the board are not even there in most places. Like they changed it; we to have to take that test every year to get our steps to get our increase in pay. And they took it away, and now you just have to go see go to a doctor and see a physical. Like you've been to the doctor before. Like, what, yeah. do they tell you if you are fit? No, they don't. They don't know. Shit, they're the using time, the
0: BMI index. They tell me I am yeah. overweight.
2: Yep, yeah, just yep.
0: based off my height and weight. Yeah, uh, it's a jo-
2: it's a joke, and the unions are like they're there to protect you in some cases but a lot right. of times they're there to like make sure people stay employed like keep everyone employed and it ends up working against it and it's just, it's just like it's such a disservice to those people that are doing the job because you're probably going to live to like 60 65 and you're going to die because you're you're out of shape and you're dealing with all this stress if, if you don't die during the course of your work
1: how, you, how long you've been on the how long you been on the field 10 years damn dude
0: yeah. Good for you. That's awesome. Do you have to Thanks. do any like annual like up
2: accreditation or license
0: as a police officer?
2: We just have to do like classroom stuff. Um, it, you, guys have not, shooting, you guys have to do your shooting stuff. Yeah, but um, it's, yeah, that's, that, even even that's kind of even yeah. that's kind of minimal to be honest with you.
1: Nerf guns, right? Nerf guns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
0: That's that's frustrating. And yeah. it, the hard it's, part it's is super, like it seems like it's, this vicious cycle of. You, know, you said it's it's hard to find police officers now and that's also the, uh, just the sign of the times of everything that's going around um, centering around the police from a, just a, an obscure political, societal um, point of view and that doesn't help in but the answer should be as simple as like everyone should be capable physically, um, emotionally, mentally as well when it, when it comes to this job because it is so physically, emotionally and, and like psychologically demanding for what yeah. you do
1: it, you know, I've, is, said, I've said it so many different times that the public safety people that are out there cops fire uh military whatever they are they are paid athletes like there is no there is zero difference between their abilities like if you look at a, a professional football player a professional uh, basketball player they're paid to be physical they're not paid to do reports i mean yes that's part of the job but they're not going to die doing a report they're gonna die when they're out in the field yeah like that like they roll the dice every single day it's like obviously you need to know this was another issue that we've had is you can have people that have a lot of experience because they've been on the job a while or whatever and they would feel and this is you know me being as an as an older guy they would want to decrease the physical standard of what it is that you need because either one, you're female, two, your age, three, how long you've been on, or whatever the situation is. But the thing is that the incident doesn't give a shit. The incident is the incident. <laughs> Whether you're 21 years old and fresh and jacked and I can run for days, or I'm 58 years old, or I'm the day before I retire, or whichever, it doesn't care. Yep. Like you need to be able to perform. Period. And I mean, I know that that, you know, fire and police, they do get great pensions. They do get great pay. they do get great benefits? But that should be if you are able to be this high mm. level, because when the community calls, they're not calling for some fat ass. They're calling for Superman. They're calling for Wonder Woman, period. Yep, so no like, doubt Thank God you're doing that. All the stuff you're doing. How many guys do you have with you that also do that? Are you one of those kind of rogue uh. solo people that you're the crazy person in the department?
2: <laughs> no, so I was, I was lucky. I got put on a pretty awesome squad. Like I only did like six months in patrol and I got pulled up cause I was a hard worker Wow! and got, got put on this squad that was like young in shape, like go-getters. Um, and like, not to dive too deep into it, but to put it into perspective, like we had a 10 man unit and over eight years, you know, we seized over 850 firearms off of people. During confrontations, I'm not talking about like we make a stop and somebody says, hey, I have a concealed carry or we hit a search warrant and get some guns. I mean, like these are like convicted felons that we're fighting with over firearms. And in the course of that, we had only two officer involved shootings. Um, And it is a testament to that group of people being extremely fit. And I cannot stress that enough that we were able to handle things with our hands and with physically rather than pulling our firearms out. Because we were scared, because we were out of shape and we were losing the fight of our life. Right. Those guys are super in shape and can handle things. And I just it's it's crazy that you put all this money into stupid shit and police work that doesn't make the community safer, doesn't make the officer safer, but you're not willing to invest forty five minutes a day in their fitness. It mm-hmm. makes fitness. no sense to me. So, so that, that
1: is the engine that's protecting everybody. Doesn't so, matter yeah. what guns you give them. Yep. Yeah. If the, if the machine doesn't carry it very well, it doesn't matter. So,
0: like um, one of our good friends, that we, actually one of our colleagues, Larry Moss. I don't know if I you know was he's an MC. Say this, yeah. So he's a he's a he's Louisiana. got a SWAT guy, he's right?
1: Louisiana. Well, he is. Yeah, but he's a sergeant. Yeah. In his Louisiana. Lake Charles,
0: Lake Charles, uh, Lake Charles, yeah, 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 police department, and they basically have their own CrossFit gym as a part of or in conjunction with what they do, and they also do things like jujitsu. And the idea is exactly what you were talking about is that all of his crew or his his squad is physically capable and confidently capable of handling any situation. And that goes exactly along with what you said is I think a lot of times when you see maybe an excessive use of force, that's usually indicative of the person not able to control the situation in whichever way they can physically and emotionally so you have you have like scared incapable humans in these situations and then the only result is something beyond the scope of you know using your your weapon in the line of duty
2: yep yep you make all those guys that you see these these reoccurring videos that are just like as a police officer you sit back and you're like oh my god why did that happen and it's like you look at that guy and i guarantee you he doesn't do fran in under four minutes <laughs> right, It's it, there's like a correlate. I, I mean, it sounds crazy, but there is a correlation to
1: it. 100%, and I think uh, I think with Larry's group, they that's their phys- their annual physical test also is for is uh, Murph.
2: Oh, that's awesome.
1: Like, like I know. I know oh, he, yeah, they, were running, yeah. they were running for some problems with that. Uh, the Chiefs are having some issues with wanting that, cause that's a pretty hard line. I, I don't know what their time is that they did it, but I think they had to, you had to complete it or, but I know that they use that. And that was one of their big things. Super cool.
2: I think, I think that it's a awesome test for police work that, I mean, I don't think there's anything better for a standardized test. You got an hour to do Murph with a vest on. Yeah. And it can be your vest you wear at work. Cause then it translates exactly to work, but pulling, pushing, squatting, like you should be able to do that in under an hour in your gear.
1: I agree.
0: I have some friends <clears throat> that are um, are police officers, and the one thing that they talked about, which was not something I was expecting to hear, is the psychological and emotional toll your profession has. It's not the physical things. It's not the traffic stops. It's You guys do see some... You basically deal with the worst humans on earth on a daily basis in some of the most horrific situations one can imagine and you know we talk so much about the physical side of it right now but the mental emotional side is a component just like everything is it's not talked about or expressed enough and it could be that same thing is like look that wasn't really something that I was grown up to think like that's not something I talked about with my friends or your guy friends or there's this this attitude of like we can't seem vulnerable even if we are and a, one of those things, and I'll let you expand from here is that's, that's a big reason of why you actually started doing what you're doing over the last 360 days.
2: Yeah, man, I was, I was going through it. Um, at first I didn't want to really open up to anybody about it. Like I had a few close friends that kind of knew what I was going through, but like in the last 10 years, man, I, I've been through a lot of shit. Um, and it had finally taken its toll on me. And, um, it was like, I was probably in the worst place that I've ever mentally been, um, coming into Memorial day last year. And, you know, I was watching like videos on Murph. I had never done Murph RX before Memorial day last year and looking into it and it's getting fired up about it. And I was like, you know what, dude, I'm going to go out. I'm going to just going to fucking break myself during this workout. And I'm just going to black out. I don't give a shit if it happens mid round or not. (laughs) I'm just going to get after it. And I did. And I just remember like in that you know, blackout stage in the middle of just going through it. Like my mind shut off and I was happy for the first time in a really long time. Wow. And got rid of a lot of demons that I was carrying around. Um, So it wasn't the plan to do 365 days of Murph. Um, (laughs) It was like I went to the gym the next day and I was like, I want that feeling back. So I did it again. And then I went the third day and I did it again. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do 30 days of Murph. so i did 30 days of murph and i kind of expanded on what i was going through and what how it was helping me and i just a couple posts went viral and i had veterans police officers i mean you name it reaching out to me being like bro this got me through my day like i'm getting off the couch i've lost 30 pounds i've put the bottle down i've done this i've done that it's kind of and i was like oh man this is way bigger than you at this point like i didn't mean for it to be it just kind of happened. And, and I felt like at that point there was an obligation to keep it going because I mean, it was like thousands of messages from first responders and veterans being like, dude, this fired me up and got me moving today. And I was like, well, that's the first step, brother. Like stay after it. Um, So yeah. And then now we're on day three hundred and sixty.
1: Look at you, man. You're like forced gumping it right now. Yeah. I just kept running. Yeah. I don't know why yeah. I
2: just kept running. Um, I've kind of, kind of always had that attitude towards everything. I'm like, I am like Forrest Gump in a lot of things. I'll just <laughs> keep, keep going, man. I don't know. All right.
1: So then what, I mean, when you, when you say something like that, you're like, okay, I, I see all these people that are following. Obviously, that kind of is going to change your direction of why you're doing it. Um, one, is it still, are you still using it to kind of battle your demons? And then two, what's, I mean, other than, I know you're stopping it a year, but just like you stopped at 30 days, like all of a sudden, like what, what's the, like, what wouldn't, why would you choose to stop now? Or is there some other way, some other cup you can pour that into to, to get the
2: same thing? Yeah. So, um, honestly, I would probably keep going, uh, and doing this continually forever, um, because of how, how it makes me feel mentally. And I, I just, I love it. I love that 45 minutes to myself, but, um, I'm going to, the next challenge is 365 days of hero odds. And it's, it's a little bit different than I, because Travis Mead's done it before. I didn't know that until like 200 days into it when I realized I was going to do this next, but I'm going to honor the hero on the day that they passed. Like for instance, Mike Murphy died on 628. Well, I'm going to do Murph on 628. Um, And unfortunately, if you go through and look at it, we do have enough hero odds to cover 365 days, unfortunately, but, I want to make sure each hero gets honored on the day that they gave the ultimate sacrifice and kind of bring awareness to that um, and do their workout on their day that they passed.
0: Man, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. When you started this and in the middle and getting all of these messages, <clears throat> did you feel any sense uh did it did it almost like repurpose your reason for what you're doing? And did you feel any did you feel any pressure?
2: yeah for sure it it totally shifted for me being itself for selfish reasons to being like like i said like this is way bigger than you um i mean i had a guy reach out to me that was like 380 pounds and i was probably in day like you know 75 80 into it and he was like i've lost 35 pounds since i've started following you i've been going out there and doing my modified murph every single day and i was like dude that like, that's worth the last 70 days of breaking my back. Like if that, if that happened, like it's amazing. And that's just one of the thousands of stories that I've gotten from people um, that have got out there and got moving. And it's like, I put it on TikTok to start because mm-hmm. I just wanted to see how like my body transformed during it. Like, oh, you know, the things started to break down. If I built efficiencies, and none of my friends had TikTok because I didn't want any <laughs> of my friends. <laughs> I didn't want any of my friends to see me posting on social media doing stuff. And then like two days passed, and I woke up and I had like a million views, and my phone was blowing up, and I was oh, like, "Shit, gosh, dude!"
0: <laughs> Whoops!
2: Yeah. Yeah. So then I just kind of was like, let's let's do something amazing out of this. Like let's honor Murph and let's get our veterans, get our first responders moving and um, you know, help them deal with whatever they're battling. And uh, it's it's really come a long way since then.
1: What does what does a Murph day look like when you're like, Oh motherfucker, I do not feel like getting up and doing this today. What's it look um,
2: like? I check my DMs and at least every mm, day wow. there's somebody in there saying like I was going through this. I was going through that. Like you've been incredibly inspiring. And it's like, I back it up by saying like, I'm not rich froning. I'm not Matt Frazier. Like I'm an average dude and you can do this, man. Like find your quit every single day. Like find your point. You're sucking the workout every day and kicking in the nuts. Like just get a little bit past that point every day. And I promise you, you're going to feel better about yourself.
0: Yeah. The um, some people are calling call me about watching Lone Survivor. I've got a better one for you guys. Um, I can I remember this came out 2013, 2014. I'm trying to pull it up here. Um, there's actually a Murph documentary. It's called yeah. Murph the Protector. Um, if you guys haven't seen this, this was uh, we watch. We did a watching party. I guess it was 2013. We did a watching party. That didn't Bill, do you remember when this came out? Because I know. Um, I know Killcliffe was a, a big pusher, yeah, for this thing. But they did a documentary on him. It's on. Uh, it's on. Um, I actually think this is on Amazon Prime right now. It is. Okay, so um, I'll see if I can play this. The beginning is a little, well, whatever it is, but.
1: All of a sudden, he just said, "I, I want to do this." SEALs, it's crazy, you know. It's like the elite of the elite. I said I'd disown him if he joined the military. And don't say that to Mike.
0: Operation Red Wings was a mission to get some some real bad guys.
1: You, you're creating these images of, you know, if he is, if he's alive
2: now, where is he? Everything about Mike, his whole life led up to that.
1: Not only does that reflect a good leader, it reflects a good person. You treat people the way you want to be treated. Knowing him so much as a child,
2: I regret that I didn't get to spend more time with him as an adult. Let led his whole life with honor. I thank him for every day, every second I had with him. And we miss him. Our kids are going to read about and learn that my cousin is part of history. Mike is
0: just the greatest guy I've ever met in my whole life. He made everybody want to be better. There's no, there's no doubt about it. Like, God, don't watch Lone Survivor. Like, watch that. Lone Survivor is a movie. Like, this is talking to his friends, talking to his, his team guys, talking to his parents, like, sister. Like, that thing was heavy. Heavy, yeah. heavy, heavy. Watch it, just, that. it made it That's way doing more doing real. Yeah, watch that before you do Murph. Like, if you guys have anything to do Sunday night, throw that on. It will completely change your, like, everyone has an idea of Murph, and if you know, you know, the history of, of the, the, the workout or the hero workout, that's great, but, like, even if would you read on Wikipedia, like, go watch that. Because you see people who are, like, really personally affected by, by who he was as a person, what he decided to do, and why to sign up for the SEALs, and then what happened to him. It's unbelievable. The fact that, and this is not just him, right? Every single person that has lost their life in the line of duty, whether it's military or first responders, it's an absolute shame that someone of that quality got taken away from us
2: mm-hmm. yeah. of, of yeah. who he was. Yeah, and that's like, um, I mean, like, like like you just said, watch it before you do the workout. Because um, like, I got goosebumps right now, and like I'm ready to run through a fucking wall after watching that and that, <laughs> have you have you done how, it today yet <laughs> that's that's like how and that's how i think hero wad should be like right now we're doing hero wad month at my affiliate and it's like people are like how do i prep for this how do i prep for that i'm like you go hurt you yeah. go hurt for an hour that's the yeah. whole point of it yeah like you there say go just there's say no, go there's no prepping there's no like go suffer for however whatever the stimulus is in that workout like honestly screw the stimulus like go hurt for however many, however long it takes like that's the purpose
0: have you been approached by any organizations about you know you're you're now really like your baseline mission for for what you've done for these 365 and and what you continue to do have you found kind of a new path for yourself after doing this
2: Yeah. So me and I, I got connected with a officer in in Delaware who was, you know, shot nine times in the line of duty and survived and told, Hey, you're not going to walk for um, six months and then ran a half marathon and, and me and him just connected. He came, drove down and did a Murph with me. And I was like, during this process, I was like, man, how can I get, like, how can I do something for the community? as like, that's all I want to do is like, I want to get first responders, like more fit. Um, so I started off with like I started selling these t-shirts and I used the money to fund a first responders um gym membership and an affiliate. Oh wow. And we started a nonprofit um, through the proceeds of my company that I started. Um we're gonna try to get as many national members as we can to one help the affiliate because the affiliate's done so much for me in the last two years that like I can't even explain it on here. Um And, you know, give back to them, get them a member, but also, you know, give a first responder a place to work through whatever he's going through and get fit for work. And I think CrossFit's the, the ultimate thing for that.
0: What's that? What's it called?
2: Uh, it's called fit for duty foundation. That's awesome. Yeah. And, um, that's, that's kind of always been my, like, I've always wanted to give back in some way. And I can't think of something that's more me than saying, Hey, I'm going to give you three months of a CrossFit membership, like do it, get after it. Yeah. It's going to make you a better person. I promise you.
0: As we get, um, so when you're, you're getting set for this, you're doing Murph and it completely changed that. How much is, uh, on a personal level, like you talked about your relationship with your, you know, your, your, your squad, what you've, you've meant to people that are complete strangers. How much has this changed the house? How's your, how's the home? How has that affected your, your you and your family?
2: Um, I think my marriage is probably the best it's ever been. Um, my wife is just like you're, you know. I, like I said, I was going through a lot, and I think this has really got me over that. Um, and my attitude has just completely changed to time prioritization with like my kids and my wife. And um, yeah, I'm just happier overall. I would say it's 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 great. Everything's great in my house
1: when uh and not that you need to get into the specifics of yeah. you know the the demons you were wrestling with necessarily i mean I, I i know that we see a bunch of really ugly things out there um i i don't think a lot of times that the the men and women that do go out there plan on not coming home although that's always a thing is that where is that where the um the need for the time priority where you said like now when i play with my kids like i'm i'm very vested in that time and when i'm with my wife i'm vested in that time is it because of time priority or is it because of priority of the things that are happening in your world now so night you've been able to kind of put all the ugly things away and now i can concentrate on my wife i can concentrate on my kids i can concentrate on my job is it is it that or is it is it just just plain old time
2: priority I think it's a byproduct of realizing how much time I wasn't, how much time and attention I wasn't giving the people that need it the most. Um, because it goes back to like doing Murph, like, okay, you don't have time to sit on your phone, whatever. Like I remember being so depressed at some point that I was just like staring at the wall while my kids were playing in front of me. And I, and my wife was like, what's, what's going on? And that's like kind of when I told her what I was going through and she's like, I know you were, you just had to explain it to me. Um, And since I've gotten past that, it's like every time now that I'm sitting on the couch and I see my kids playing in front of me, I'm like, Whoa, what are you doing? Go get down there. Like, it's just like, it opened up my eyes in a different way.
1: Yeah. So, and then when you're doing Murphy said that, you know, you you were able to go away from it. So you were able to not feel the pain that you were undergoing at that, that particular time. Is it that it shut your brain off or were you able to think through different things or was it you were just able to kind of leave your current state, whatever you were dealing with? What was what was happening during that hour that you were doing MRF?
2: Um, I think I was able to leave the state that I was in. And I think like what happens is it ends up spiraling. And, and if you don't get out of it, then you can't even look at it from a different angle and be like, OK, this is what was going on. Um, so for me, it was getting out of it and looking at it afterwards and being like, oh, shit, something's wrong um you need to address the situation and it's like i tell people like i mean a lot of guys go through this and I, like i've heard con porter talk about it before it's like i don't want you to feel sorry for me man like it's frustrating as shit when yeah. it's happening like i'm like why is this going on i can usually just push a little bit harder work a little bit harder and across a the workout or something and get better at it like this was something that like you can't just push through and get better at it like you got to make different sacrifices or use different resources to get through it why
1: do, why do you think that pain helps people, that physical pain helps people get through mental pain? Why do you think that works?
2: I think it's like the same thing as if when people talk about if you can get through this workout, things mm. in your day will seem a little bit easier. And it's like if you've never pushed to that place, you might not get it. And then once you do push to that place, you're like, oh, that was hard. This, this isn't so bad. <laughs>
1: which is weird because why does breathing hard and my f- heart coming out of my chest feel like <laughs> yeah. oh that's way harder than like these bills i have to pay and <laughs> the fact that i've seen some other things during the day
2: or i'm in a big argument or whatever yeah, yeah yeah i don't know man it's something like i don't know it's just crossfit <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> i have always see. been
0: curious about that and there's got to be something to be said is about pushing yourself to limits physically you didn't know we're capable of so knowing that whatever emotional state I may be in, that's not the only place that like, this isn't where I am. This, is, this isn't this is where I have now become and there's nowhere else to go because if, if I can change my physical state, well, maybe that gives me an avenue to change my mental state as well. So giving yourself more avenues to explore as opposed well as to feeling like you're stuck in this box that you can't get
2: out of. There's yeah. gotta be a
0: sense of claustrophobic, like claustrophobia just mentally too.
2: Yeah, for sure. And it's exactly what you said, like realizing you can push through it or you can step away from it or get out of it in the moment. Because if not, it spirals. And if you can't get out of it, like, uh, it's it's scary. G- give, me, give me the Murph where in
1: the middle of it, you're like, okay, dude, that was it. I'm done. I'm done with it. Not that you're going to be done with the whole thing because you, now you got all your TikTok followers and you're like, well, shit, now I got to do it. Um, but that the day, what was the day where you're like, I'm, I, you know what I'm only going to do a half a Murph today or I'm only like what was the worst one what was the so, worst one
2: so there's three that come to mind that were terrible <laughs> um <clears throat> I got COVID um and Ooh. I was sitting on the couch with 103 temperature and feeling like my spine was just ripping out of my back from the body aches and I couldn't breathe for shit and it was like seven o'clock and my wife's like what are you gonna do I'm like I'm gonna go do Murph um gonna try to figure this thing out and i got a half mile into it and i was like i'm a pretty fit dude and i could not breathe for shit and i was like i can just walk this last half mile and i was like just get it done and push through it and that was like i felt so weak the entire time but i had already gone that was christmas so like six months into it and i was like i am not giving this thing up and letting all these people down because of covid Fuck that and (laughs) the second one I just got a stomach bug from my kids where I was throwing up all day long I mean it was horrible I was throwing up in between sets of Cindy throw up on the run like 10 times damn bro that was harder that was harder than doing covid the covid Murph but I was like 300 days into that thing and I was like I don't care if I have to crawl it it's getting done like if it's a 12 hour Murph it's getting done um that one was pretty horrible. The third one surprisingly was the day after my first level 1 day. Ah. Um, I was like 15 days into it, dude. I've been squatting for like 25 years to this point. Like considered myself to be a pretty good mover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, uh. welcome to CrossFit. <laughs> dude, squat therapy. Yes, good boy. <laughs> In a- yeah. First- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they crushed me and i was like the middle person like i was the the person that they were demonstrating our breakout group and i remember sitting down in a squat and i was like is he ever gonna say come up because this is (laughs) terrible and i went home and i sat in an ice bucket in my like i was like oh my god one i've been squatting wrong for the last 25 years um too like i might need to tell them that i've been doing 15 days of murph and maybe yeah. they'll take it easy on me that's <laughs> the next <funny>. day <laughs> that's funny but yeah, yeah l1 dude like you wouldn't think it but whew.
0: dude i got i got pulled in the center in, in my level one yeah i don't think i paid uh, and I, I used to tell this when i taught the level ones because i was like don't get pulled in the center don't get pulled in the center and like it was on push jerks or something, <laughs> I was like, I was donkey kicking, so I was jumping but pulling my heels up because I felt like if oh, I yeah. smacked the ground really hard and made a loud Gotta noise, got a loud sound, <laughs> and, yeah, that's and that's I was doing it right. Yeah. So I got I got pulled by Pat Sherwood. You come in, I'm like, oh
1: Fuck. wow.
0: Yeah, my dude, my level one is like Pat Sherwood, Chuck Carswell, Mike G, Lance Cantu. I had
1: just it was I had a stacked level one.
2: That's crazy. Bill, who was that? Yours.
1: Uh, I had Jimmy Letchford, Nicole Carroll, CJ Martin. I think dang. was doing his internship. CJ Jay was doing was his there. internship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that was the one where I was like, I was coming in to win Fran at the level one. Yeah, right. <laughs> watch this. And I shit. Yeah, you, know, you guys will watch me. And then I had Nicole just no repping the shit <laughs> out of me. And I'm like, God dang it, Nicole! Like, oh. stop, man. I used to have like, I used to have like this CrossFit crush on you. And now you're just pissing me off damn it yeah no i don't like you anymore but she was like no rep and you gotta extend all the way i'm like what are you talking about that is extension and then just like you i i know i'm doing this right what do you mean i'm not i can't stand up any taller than this what are you talking about
2: yeah i i thought i moved really well and alex and maggie like (laughs) tore into me on i was like in her group on the push jerk day and his group on the squat day and i can just (laughs) feel like do I know how to move? Dude, no. Nagy gets oh into gosh. it too,
0: man. It's so great. Uh, how, did, so were you want, did you do your level one because you wanted a coach or what was the reason for signing up for that?
2: Yeah. So like I said, i gotten pretty close with my affiliate um, owner. He's just been the man. Like he's one of the few people that I kind of like, he, he could tell. Cause I, I would say I probably am a big personality in the gym. Like I'm always dragging people into doing crazy stuff with me and just like, it's the best part of my day. I love it. And, um, he, he was kind of like, what's going on, man? Like you're a little bit off or, you know, I just, I felt like, I don't know, just close with him. And I, and I kind of like told him everything that I was going through. And, um, I, I just always felt like the really deep relationship with him, um, on a different level, which is really cool. And I think it's probably on par with a lot of people's experiences at gyms. Um, what a and we were, uh, CrossFit Kent Island. Okay. Uh, over here in Maryland, um, Ryan Wolf's his name, the owner. Cool. Um, and, I was doing like bar muscle ups or something. And I've always kind of been the person that like, I can just jump up and do a bar muscle up. Like it wouldn't be pretty, but like I can just watch somebody else do it and figure it out on my own. Um, And I was kind of, there was like an open gym and nobody was coaching. And a guy a big, like 225 pound meathead was like, how do you do that? And I was like, kind of just showing him like how to hollow and, (laughs) and kip and stuff. And Ryan was like, you ever thought about getting your level one and want to coach? Like people respond pretty well to you. And I was like, I would love to just because, I'm a nerd when it comes to like working out and got the L one book and just like took way too much time reading the methodology. Cause I was just fascinated by it. Um, it was like hard to get to the movement stuff cause I was just so like fascinated by Glassman's like outlook on everything. I was like, Whoa. And, um, but yeah, it's so cool. So then I was like, yeah, I would like to coach went to the L one. How long had you been doing
0: CrossFit prior to getting your level one? A year. Okay. What was, uh, what was your outlook on it afterwards? as far as on your the level one experience and then, you know, how did that, did it, how did that change what you brought back to your affiliate and for yourself personally?
2: Oh, I mean, I can't emphasize like how amazing the level one is. Like, uh, even if you just, if you take the methodology aside and you just go off of like just the movement, like I said, I was somebody who I thought moved pretty well. Um, I, I wasn't moving correctly in a lot of, in a lot of things. Um, and it just makes you look at everything a little bit deeper and then when you're coaching like it makes you a better athlete when you're looking at cues and flaws and like i challenge myself to be like every day that i'm going into class because i was kind of self-conscious at first i'm going to read my points of performance on the lift that we're doing that day and cap programming makes it super easy for me too um because they give videos of everything it makes you such a better coach mm. if you want to be um and it's just breaking down everything it made me a better athlete and a better coach and made people trust me more. And then in turn, I felt more confident. And then that trickles over in everyday life too.
1: Man, I tell you, we've had we've had a handful of L1s here at our gym. And I mean, I've had my L1 for a lot of years. And I love sitting back mm. and just listening to the lecture after lecture after. I mean, it's the same shit for the most part. Year after year after year, but it is uh, the way that they have set it up to where those flow masters and seminar staff, they channel Greg Glassman's voice. I mean, it is CrossFit ease. I always tell all of our people that are taking the L1, I'm like, listen to how they talk, because that's the language. That's the language. There's a certain dialect. There's a certain verbiage. That's the language. You hear all those trainers talk that way and i god dude i love it i love it i get i'm, I'm in the back making sure the gym's okay and whatever yeah. you know just kicking back and i'm just like i just had this shit eating grin on my face the entire time
2: like, I yeah I, I would love I if love it came spot. to my if it came to my gym i would love to to just sit back and watch, and watch it again because it, it is it's it was amazing it was an amazing you know two days
1: <laughs> maybe not quite zero zero <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bill puts the O and OG for like original, the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Bill is Dracula of CrossFit OGs. <laughs> oh, well, that's super cool. And I did want to touch on the level one experience and just kind of what that means for you. Because I think you know, we we have the fortune to host level ones at, at my affiliate. In we'll get two host spots every, um, every time we host one. And really, I just email the membership. And I was like, who wants to get their level one? And it's, I mean, it's a race for our membership. And when they come back to the gym and back in the class, it's so cool because they they come in with almost this like, I get it now. It's, we're not just here because the doctor told me I had to lose weight or my blood pressure was too high, or I'm just trying something new. It's like, this is a fitness program, but it isn't a fitness program. Like it's, it's, a lifestyle. it's exactly. And it's, and it's, look, you want to call it cultish lifestyle. Fine. I accept that. I've Bring embraced that back. over the years. Bring yep. the cult Sign back. me up for this cult every single time, but yep. it's so cool. Took them to come in and it, it's one of those where they look at you and you're like, I know it. now you get it. Yeah. Now you get you it, and see it yeah. in their
1: eyes, man. You and it has it nothing to do
0: with coaching. Like you don't take your level one. To become a coach i mean you have to and if you want to but like i'll have people just take it and then they go hey so can i can i start coaching like the inspiration that you get from the level one is so beyond uh what is a thruster or a functional movement defined by greg glassman and crossfit or what is fitness and you know what is cross it's it's so beyond just the textbook
2: yeah It's just an incredible experience. If you really, if you really, I mean, I suggest everybody does it like it just really, if you're taking the all one, really read the book and especially the first part of it. It's like, yeah, I could have read that for hours talking him, talking about the methodology. I'm like, this is incredible.
1: Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, the thing you always hear about is the cost and everyone talks about it beforehand. I haven't heard anybody mm. come out the other end and be like that was not fucking worth $1000 yeah. or now or whatever whatever it is now left or something that. yeah yeah um but uh, I I I haven't and I've talked to a lot of people and I would have thought even like the haters would have been like dude that was so not worth my time yeah back in, dude, back in my time when, when I got mine I remember people going in there like well what brought you know they do the whole like why are you here you know what what brought you here whatever and some people are like I don't know my my company whatever they sent me here like, you don't know anything about this. <laughs> oh, wow, really? You're just here? Like, whoa. It's like, ah, oh, I don't know. I have no idea what's behind this curtain. I'm just gonna go check it out. All right. Crazy. Yeah, yeah,
2: listening to those coaches, the flow masters talk about stuff, like is super inspiring to you to be like, I need to become a better coach. Like, I wanted to become a better coach. I was like, I should know my points of performance before I'm going in and coaching. And it, it just, I don't know, it inspires you hearing them like the, the way that they look at things and can like pick apart. It's 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 amazing.
0: So let's let's look forward to what we have conumb- coming up on Memorial Day. You're finishing up your three hundred and sixty fifth mirth on Sunday, which I no, still
2: I'm it's it's on Memorial Day is actually. Oh, it, oh it'll be done
0: day. on Memorial Day. Okay. And you're just yeah. gonna do one extra.
2: Yeah, I'll just do one extra.
0: <laughs> okay. But um when when you first got set, I mean you were I guess you're what, only a year into CrossFit then, since you've only been you've been in it for two? Uh-huh. Or just a little yeah. bit over
2: yeah yeah it was about a year a year and three months
0: yeah, that's really cool and with Murph coming up, just to give people a better understanding of it is you know this is Murph is to honor the hero Michael P Murphy and if you guys don't know a story, we just talked about you know you can see there's a there's some there's a lot of literature out there you can google it, but like the the reality of the situation is just it's absolutely crazy and there's unfortunately thousands of other stories of human beings like this. Um, His has gotten um, more popularized, especially via CrossFit. Um, But the fun thing that people maybe don't know is, like, this workout was already a workout before it was called Murph, And this used to be called Body Armor. In the same format, everything. But it was Michael's favorite workout to get prepped for buds and the Navy seals. And, and that was just was like his go-to. So they didn't even have to recreate something for him. It was just renamed because of what it meant to him, which I think is, um, those are important things to know. And humanizing the hero for the namesake of the workout, I think is very important. Um, yeah. When you're going to do your 365 of heroes, what what's the plan there? Is it just Hey, here's the name or are you going to highlight who the individual was a little bit more?
2: Um, I'm going to try to highlight them obviously cuz the whole point of me doing it is like I want to give them the honor that they deserve and I want people to understand like there's young men and young women dying every day so that we can sit here and bullshit about CrossFit. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's important, man. And and I don't think I think people take it for granted sometimes unfortunately even in local boxes like worrying about the time, worrying about strategizing and stuff. And it's like, it's not about that. It's about this person who gave the ultimate sacrifice for us. So let's go out there and hurt for a little bit for them. And um, I'm going to try to, you know, I don't know how the logistics of it are going to work out, like how I'm going to fit that into a formatted video. But um, yeah, definitely going to give the tribute to in the beginning and, and get after the workout.
1: Since, since you're lining that up for all the uh, the other heroes, on the 366. What are you gonna be thinking about during this well during during your last murph what are you gonna be thinking about are you thinking about murph are you thinking about you what are you thinking about thinking
2: about murph um you know i've had as corny as it sounds like you know multiple conversations like during this like just in my head of you know being like thank you mike murphy for you know getting me back to my mental state that i needed um through your workout. Like it's, it's pretty crazy to think about, um, how many people this has impacted. And I know I'm not the only one out there who's been inspired by this and maybe Murph was their first workout there they've done and it's transformed their fitness and their mental state because of it.
0: A question, uh, from Ed is we ever time cap yourself on any of these ones you have coming up or it's absolutely not. There you absolutely go. not. The- <laughs> and I tell people that I think that was gym, a softball, it- but <laughs>
2: We did a hero workout yesterday and the stimulus was listed at 15 minutes and, and a guy got after it for 28. And I said, I'm going to stay here till you finish. Like mm. we're finishing this workout. And same thing. I did a partner hero workout with another guy in class, you know, two weeks ago. And he was like, I don't think I can finish. And I said, that is not an option on a hero workout.
0: Have, I'll stay f- here
2: for 10 hours.
0: So you, you found one for every day for next yeah. year already.
2: Yep. Yeah. And, um, some of them will be like, like on the 16th or let's just take a a random date, like July 16th, there there, fortunately was not a hero that passed. Um, unfortunately you can look back on the 14th or 15th and most likely there's multiple heroes that Mm day. Um, so I would be filling them in on the, but, but most of them with the exception of like maybe two or three a month, um, have designated designated hero days. That one
1: list that we had chase, I can't remember what, uh, what the actual address was, but we had the list and it listed from day from day one, the oh, first one, yeah. all the way through. And it had all the dates that they were set on there. If I remember that, cross it and get that. Yeah, the com yeah. list. Yeah. And just yeah. go to
2: hero, hero odds. Um but yeah, so I'm I'm in the process of trying to get it formatted in an app. Okay. Um so like not charge for it or anything. And if I did it would go towards the foundation or somebody's foundation. Um and I want to give people the option of doing hero odds every single day. Um, because they are constant, I mean, it's, I think they're great. They're constantly varied. Most of them are, you know, you'll have an eight minute AMRAP to a 25 to a 40 minute workout. Like, I still think it is CrossFit at the heart of it. And, um, I can't think of a better way to get fit than by honor and heroes. Uh, let me, let me ask you
1: something. Cause I hear a lot of people doing this, especially with Murph coming up. Do you think that there is, if you're doing CrossFit training or what would you, th- what would you think of for Prepping for doing Murph.
2: So this is an argument I just had with somebody in the gym <laughs> awesome. the other day. That's what I was and hoping. And I know what <laughs> Bill's answer said, is. <laughs> <laughs> I just said, dude, if you're doing CrossFit every day and you're sticking to the program and the stimulus, you do not need to prep for Murph at Good all. Good answer. There's no prep for Murph. Um, <laughs> you're functionally fit, you're doing this, you're constantly varied. Like it's supposed to be a little bit overwhelming. Mm. You're supposed to look at it and be like, shit. That's a lot of pull-ups. That's a lot of push-ups. Why are you doing the workout? Remember that. It's supposed to be overwhelming. It's supposed to hurt. Don't prep for it. You know, I'm not saying you should go out there your first day off the couch and try to do Murph. <laughs> right. Um, right. But I also wouldn't recommend you come in and try to RX a class most of the time. Yeah. Um, but if you're doing CrossFit, there is no reason to prep for Murph.
0: I 100% agree with you. I'll still do Murph prep a little bit leading up to it <laughs> for, for the gym. Members. Well, I, I
1: think for the mental state of the gyms, I can see it happening. But I I like I, I see some gyms that they're doing. I mean, they're almost doing gym what you're doing, building up to Murph. And it's like, hey man, these people haven't been doing this kind of stuff, and you're going to be making them do 800 pull ups before they actually get to Murph, where they mm. have to do. You know, that that kind of stuff. I I, yeah. I see people put a lot of emphasis on that thinking that um, it's going to do, you know, everybody better instead of just being like, it's, I, I could see it as a rally call. Yeah. Thinking about Murph, you know, like I, I've had it's been really funny. I've had people in, in my gym saying like, hey, so was this was just. Was this Murph prep? And I'm like, <laughs> no, this was Wednesday. What are you talking yeah, about? Push ups, yeah, pull ups, and air squats. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's, it's Wednesday,
2: Cindy. It's Cindy and Chelsea. Like, I, I think that I really think that you should be probably be doing. I mean, people are going to say no, but I, I think that you should probably be doing Chelsea once a month.
1: Mm.
2: I mean, th- those are like three movements that are pretty core to pretty much every sport you're going to play, life in general. Yeah, like, push pull squat. Benchmark.
0: And that one, I, gosh, I remember the first time I did Chelsea. <laughs> Chelsea is Imam uh, every minute on the minute, one round of Cindy. For those of you guys that yeah. don't know,
2: it's my um, first CrossFit workout I ever did. Really? Yeah, I went. I was going into. I was doing like shitty CrossFit in my gym or in my <laughs> in my garage gym, and I was like scared to go to a class because I had never worked out in a group setting, and I'm like, I don't know what this is about. Like, let me go to open gym and like dick around in the corner with some power cleans. <laughs> Maybe somebody will come talk to me. Um, And this guy, um, Hazen, that's at our gym was like, dude, come do this workout with us. And I was like, all right, today's the day. And, uh, (laughs) rip my hand, rip my hands on like the 27th minute, but it was awesome.
0: That's
1: funny. What, uh, okay. Just talking about what's your workout for today, Chase?
2: Uh,
0: what is my
1: workout for the day?
0: Oh, like for the gym?
1: Yeah, for the gym. It's
0: one of the uh, it's which one
1: your, of the uh, what's your murph prep for the day? <laughs> so, no, we're not doing
0: murph prep. So, it's murph is next week. We're not doing murph prep this week. Uh, today we're doing the uh, age group semifinal event, the row bench press. Oh, events, nice. Which is funny because that is a very old .com workout that I think a yeah, lot of people really? don't know. Yeah. That I mean, yeah. that was actually Boz text me and that it was 06. When that one first came out, and if you, if you find it, Boss is actually in the comment section, like, putting in his time is just, just a guy. Um, That's cool. I remember doing it at a level one. Funny, we're talking about the level one. I remember doing it at a level one lunchtime uh, workout with all, all of his trainers. Um, That's cool. So when I saw I'm that, I go, go, I know that
2: workout. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I like that one too. Yeah. So we're doing that. I'm about that one to go today.
2: judge judge for a semifinal athlete doing it today, actually. Oh really? Oh, nice. Yeah. Alyssa uh Stuckey's doing it at my gym. Cool. And I'm gonna I've been judging for her like through quarters in semi. So we're pretty fired up for her to get after it. It's gonna be cool to watch. That is cool. One That's
0: of the cool one of the big reasons uh, we've thrown a Murph prep in there intermittently leading up the last twelve weeks is like we have some members either that have never done it or in it, they're super inexperienced, so we're trying to take the uh, the fear away, even though I, I like yeah. what you... Here's the thing. I'm 100% on board with you guys. We'll just do it in there anyways, just kind of for the general populace. And then we have people that, like, it's a big deal for them to do it annually, and they, they have, you know, they have, like, PR aspirations. So we're like, okay. If, if that's really theirs, like, here, here's some things that'll get you a little bit extra prepped for it. But I'm totally with these, like, if you've, if you've crossed all your T's and dotted all your I's with just GPP, you'll be fine. Yeah. And if, if you're, you're not doing, ready,
2: then you can if, scale it. And that's why your coach is there. Yeah. If you're doing uh, OG shit in the gym, you'll be all right.
1: Yeah. Ours is, ours is uh, 45 burpees, Okay. 30 back squats at 65% of your one at mag. So I put 245, 165. Fifteen front squats nice. at the same weight, and then forty-five bar facing burpees. Oh, nice. We're prepping for Murph right now.
0: Patrick Murph is there a push-up <laughs> workout, in my honest opinion. Depends if you suck yeah. at push-ups, Patrick.
1: But oh man, I totally
0: you. Think you, you can ask workout. someone. It's a pull-up workout. It is a push-up workout. Like that's that's <laughs> where that's where I suck the most. <laughs> Although when I get to the squats, I'm it's... very uninspired. When I start rep one of three hundred
2: in a row, that's about to come up. Uh, hey, yeah, do, it's, do you... it's a squat workout for me. You do it partitioned, right? Um, I've done it every way that you can think of. Um, I've done it on partition, partitioned, rounds of 10, rounds of 20. Um, every way you can think of. I feel Which like is the worst way? Which is your favorite way? Oh, yeah. Um, my favorite. So I wouldn't say that either of them are like the worst way. Um partitioned to me, or so let's start with on partition, is very boring to me. Um, <laughs> it's it's a different, it's a different workout. It's an yep. entirely different workout. Um, I enjoy my heart rate being up, and I like Chelsea-style, Cindy-style workouts. I want to keep moving and, and get a good sweat in and and really hurt. I don't feel like I it, I might hurt, but it's in a different way. Like oh, yeah. when I do When <clears throat> I do on it's muscle just— Muscle fatigue.
1: It's definitely yeah, muscle fatigue.
2: You'll fail out. You fail out on— Right. I mean, who the hell fails out on push-ups?
1: Yeah. I, um, I, I do I, on that one. <laughs> well, I, <did>. I do. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> Hand raised. Yeah. yeah i did i did when i first started doing it now it's like i know what when to break and when not to break yeah um it's it's pretty cool um but yeah i would say partition is my favorite way for sure i
0: feel like that's the best way to do it especially what you're doing right that partitioning up Mm -hmm. is much more sustainable say while you're doing murph and what you've been doing for 300 consecutive 360 consecutive days of murph that is that is a bit more cuz if you just i think bulk sets as you said you're like you're that's when you start wearing out like a bulk set as opposed to switching Alyssa actually has this question so is murph supposed to be unpartitioned i'm getting conflicting info murph okay so the if you went by the letter of the law of what murph is it's unpartitioned with a vest that is murph that is like if you're like hey what is legitimate prescribed murph that's it if you want to log it into your pr book that's what it's supposed to be however on memorial day just doing it any which way you want to is the point and so bulk sets yeah it's a then like you said is a completely different um workout and it's a much more difficult one especially if you don't have the stamina endurance to do 100 on it. and partitioning it up makes it much more manageable for people in fact i've seen people that do um i don't think i would i would not want to do this but like they'll do 100 rounds of one two and three like i'll just get annoyed
2: that's that (laughs) that sounds terrible
1: that's too much moving around with the vest at that point somebody asked
2: me about somebody asked me about 50 rounds the other day it was um Eddie I from WODCAST. Wodcast oh, yeah. He asked me, he's oh like, yeah. He's like, should I do 50? And I was like, I mean, if you want to be bored to death and, you know, <laughs> like, on a whiteboard the entire time, sitting there hitting tallies. Um, but yeah, the unpartitioned one, I always took it as like, I read the dot com and dot com said partition as desired. Yes. Um. So I took it as like uh, RX is technically partition as desired, but then read and dive into it. Like maybe it's unpartitioned. Um, I think for what I'm doing, it makes sense to do partition because I'm also doing regular 100%. training on top of this. Um, you know, I, I did quarterfinals and everything this year. And like that was kind of my goal. Damn, dude, like you did quarterfinals and Murph. Yeah. Jeez. I work out. I mean, I do my, my regular programming every day and, and Murph. You're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I did one <laughs> quarterfinal workout
0: man. and I'm wow. like, I need a break.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: Uh, how much has your body changed in a year and how,
2: um, it, it hasn't, it hasn't really Interesting. changed. Um, I've put on, put on 12 pounds You've since put started, on weight and that's <laughs> just, yeah, I, and that's just because like, I was, I'm pretty lazy when it comes to nutrition and I'll be the first to tell you that. And it's like everything else in my life is so regimented that it's like, it's the one thing where I can't, like, I just, I need a break, man. And, um, I don't like weigh and measure everything. And I I do once a month to just make sure I'm like hitting that ballpark range. And I did that and I was like, Whoa, you're like 2,500 calories for the day. Like, this is not good. You do full competition programming and then Murph on top of it. Like you need to eat more. Um, so my, but my overall body, like I haven't, since I was doing CrossFit for a year, like it hasn't really changed. Um, I was pretty in shape and pretty, I would say ripped prior to it i think people expected this like giant transformation and it's like uh if you're doing crossfit you're you're probably not going to change that much
1: well i think what it was is that you already had the body you didn't have the engine yeah you just you just put the engine yeah. in, the, in yeah. the, you put the engine in the car you have some of these guys that are following you and now have been doing zero eating shitty mm-hmm. and now they're doing all this stuff there will have the big changes yeah. You know, but I mean, if if you're already fit looking, um, I mean, you you know, like you said, like before you did CrossFit, you you were gassing out on a foot race. Well, I guarantee if you had to go on a foot race right now, wearing your body armor and you go into chasing someone down Mm. and jumping over walls is not going to be an issue.
2: I can run for days now.
0: (laughs) How much, so it talked about the physical part, how much, I mean, this is not to get too philosophical, but like how much you've, you change as a person? over the last year?
2: Um, like I said, my wife said, it's like this is the best she's ever seen me. Um, and we've known each other for probably 16 years. Um, and she's like, this is the happiest I've ever seen you. Um, and I think it's because I've kind of, one, gotten past everything, gotten over what I was going through, found a different way to deal with it, and then fully invested in the things that make me happier. And that's you know, coaching at my affiliate, helping other people get fitter, get through what they're getting through and being a father.
0: That's awesome. And you know, for those that are going through the same struggles you went through um, and those things always con Porter did this amazing interview with Savon that you mentioned. And if you guys haven't listened to that, go listen to it. It puts a really easy to understand and digest perspective of mental health challenges that anyone goes through. And I was one of those that I didn't really fully grasp what the issues were or what it's like to, to navigate through that. And it was a it was so eye opening and really was really cool to just see someone be so open about it. And then it just yeah, made it a conversation. W- it wasn't taboo or it, it's an it's an uncomfortable conversation for people at times, too.
2: Yeah. That, that interview was amazing. I mean, I've always looked up to Khan and and the way that he addresses it. And I think he just did a really good job at describing it, especially for somebody like me. Like I would say it's like, so on par with what he describes. Like, it's frustrating, man. It's like, I don't want you to feel sorry for me. Like I want to get through this shit. I don't know how to push through it. Like, and the way he described it, it's really, really on par.
0: So for those that can't do Murph every day or, you know, what, and it's not like you, okay, Murph every day is going to fix all your things, but it's it's the it's the idea, right? It's it's this concept of doing something to get you out of, out of this. So so what do you relay uh, relay to those people that come to you asking for help or or direction based off what you've been doing?
2: So my like I bring it back to like not even Murph, it was like a assault bike front rack lunge interval. And at that point, had you asked me, like, do you work hard? I would have said, yeah. But I found something in that workout that day in my garage, teaching myself CrossFit. I, I wanted to quit so bad. And I was like, push a little bit past it today, just a little mm. bit past it. And then the next day, just a little bit past it more. It's like the self-confidence and the mental aspect of what that does for you day in and day out is I, I can't even it, now it's addicting. I want it every single day. I try to find my quit every single day in a workout and kick it in the nuts what about for
0: the and i I see this bill i'm sure you do too is we see people finally get convinced enough to take on that challenge and fail and now what what is the next step you you provide those people that it's like okay well i tried to do this and i failed so does that mean i'm a failure do you get some of that feedback as well
2: yeah and i tell people that it's all relative to your level of fitness it's like Did you find your quit? And if you gave into it, yeah, you failed. Okay. Now take self-accountability. I got to do it daily. I do it daily. I mean, there are times that I quit on assault bike intervals, whatever. And that fuels me the next day. It's like you gave in, you gave in today. Like it ain't happening again. And just build off of that. And you keep building off of that and building off of that. And you mess around and you end up pretty happy. I think It, it does. It does. Um, play into your favor that you have people that are actually watching
1: you do it now so now you can't quietly quit in your garage all by yourself when no one's looking i mean there's a lot of integrity that goes along with that i mean you're kind of out in the forefront so you that that makes it really really tough if you have someone that comes to you and they're like look man i can't do murph so what else like what is what is it that murph is to you that you could tell someone else to do that like if they can't do murph maybe it's not even that they don't even have any dumbbells Like what, what's the thing that that Murph is doing for you
2: that you could tell them to take? So I, like I said, I explain this to people all the time. It's like, everyone knows that's been there before. Like, let's just take you going outside of your house right now and you start to run. Right. At some point your body's going to say, it's all right to walk. or Your mind's going to say, it's okay (laughs) to walk right now. Right. That point happens in every workout, right? Mm -hmm. Put the barbell down, break. Like it's okay to take a break. I can chalk my hands. Find that point and mm. keep going and be honest with yourself. Cause it's hard. It's really hard. Like you said, in your garage by yourself to be like, it's okay. It's not a big deal if I quit. But when you find like that inner to be like, no, not quitting. It's, it's insane. I think there's a huge,
0: and I'll tell us athletes. Like if you're not putting yourself in a position to fail, I feel like you're not really truly figuring out who you are as a person, as an athlete, as a friend, father, son, daughter, mother, husband, wife, is that you don't know who you are. And the beauty that I see in Cross, and this expands like fitness program. No, it's not, right? There are so many things that you can test in a gym that actually like you won't do outside the gym. There's way more implications on me failing as a dad out there than it is me failing at this set of 10 thrusters at the end of my workout. It's like, but the biggest thing that people do is they paralyze themselves to that fear of failure, so they just won't try.
2: Mm -hmm. If I just stay in
0: my bubble and I don't make waves, that is a comfortable lifestyle or position to be in if nobody's just paying attention to me. I can't fuck it up if I don't take the step in trying something new. And what I love that happens in the gym is that there are no negative repercussions for failing here. And it's the same thing out there. Listen, you screw something up out there, guess what? Barring something permanent happening, you can fix it. You've learned something. I feel like you learned something more valuable through failure than you could ever do through success. And people are just afraid to do that. They think that's the end. I failed, there. that's it, that's who I am. It's like, no, it's not. You failed and now you have the perfect opportunity to take the next step. And that step is stepping on top of that failure and moving up. That is the first platform to success is that first base step one of failing at something.
2: Yeah, 100 percent, man. Couldn't have said it any better. Man.
0: Now I want to do Murph today.
2: There you go. Get after it.
0: (laughs) Now I want to do Murph today. So
2: we um, it's no, go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, it's the same mindset goes into every, every program, like every, every workout that I do. It's like now it's in every single piece of programming that I do. It's like, I'm, I don't know. I've I've tapped into this mental thing that I never even thought was possible. And even if I'm like physically not gifted enough to be at the top of my game, like I know, like mentally, I'm probably at my highest point.
1: I think it's great. That's awesome, dude. So we look forward
0: to Monday gang. If you can't do it, try it, do something, do something completely different. Like we said, it doesn't have to be about Murph. It's, it's, it's so much beyond that. And Jim, look, I love what you're doing. I even love the reason of why you're doing it so much more that, uh, I don't know. There's not a lot of people that get a, an an epiphany of self-discovery. And the fact that you've got to do that over the last year was probably unplanned, which is usually the best way that things happen. (laughs) And, uh, I, I think, um, I think more people as we, you know, and along the lines of this topic is need to find that through different types of challenging situations, whether it's in the gym, outside the gym with friends, it could be tough conversations with, you know, kids, family members, wives, like those, there's, there's so much more value to those uncomfortable conversations or positions. What advice would you give someone who's on the fringe on the outside looking in, afraid to take whatever that next step is, or put themselves in that awkward position or a position of potential failure or almost certain failure?
2: You're not going to know unless you go there. You'll never know what you're capable of in anything unless you go for it. Um, just basically everything that you said. Um, what's, what's, if you fail, you try and you fail, you're right back where you started. So why wouldn't you just go for it?
0: Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome, dude. Really awesome. Well, hey, Jim, thanks so much for coming on, man, and sharing your story. And, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't sure. I was like, Hey, we'll just talk about some dude that works out a lot and did, didn't Murph. <laughs> but, um, you know, it was really cool to see, um, what you did, why you do it, the impact it's had on your life, but more importantly, like, the, the impact you've had on others and the way that it all came about, like, that is such a... I think it's such a way that resonates with people that have been in this community for a long time, is, like, the things that, you know, got Bill into it and kept him here, and, and myself included, has all been through happenstance and opportunities that weren't sought after, they were almost a byproduct of, and, and what you've done with this, I think, is... Uh, is very admirable, and I, I, I applaud you, and I hope that for the best and everything coming forward that you have for you.
1: Hey, and, and also I wanted, it, guys. To, I wanted to add also with the uh, <clears throat> the nonprofit that you have as that grows, if you need someone to help with trying to push it to departments or pushing ideas to departments or pushing whether it's legislation type stuff or um you know different different things like that for in that public safety area you hit me up anytime i'd love to help out Thank with whatever you. i can cuz i i that was that was why i started my gym was because i was tired of seeing firefighters that were not physically ready to do the job yet they were get they were calling out they're being called out and being on the ground to protect people and i knew they wouldn't be able to save me so if i could do anything yeah. to help out with that i'd let me
2: know I appreciate it. Yeah. That's, that's the ultimate goal. I mean, I would love eventually to open my own gym too. um, my own box and and fully promote that and make it free for first responders. That's, that's the ultimate goal. Well, if you guys
0: want to contact Jim, I have your Instagram up here, Jimbo Broski, which is just a great, how you got that (laughs) (laughs) on there. What are some other ways that people can get in contact with you?
2: Yeah. Just DM me on there. DM me on TikTok. I'm pretty good with the DMS. I try to take like my first thirty minutes of the day with my coffee to like go through and answer people. Um, so yeah, on that's the best way to get a hold of me.
0: Well, that's awesome, man. Listen, congratulations. Uh, we'll definitely celebrate with you on Memorial Day as you close out your three hundred and sixty-five slash C three sixty six days of Murph and you know, what you've been doing for yourself, for your family and now a a worldwide community of people at large. Um again just naturally as it unfolded so appreciate you hopping on man and uh good luck with everything in the future and, and like bill said if there's anything we can do help promote please we we are a, a text phone call away a show away anything we can do to help promote this and what you've been doing we would be honored to be a part of that
2: all right gang thanks for joining us appreciate you guys man i appreciate the show
0: heck yeah and uh go watch semifinals. <laughs> As we said, <laughs> we got the Mac in uh, Fitness in Cape Town. And if you guys are doing the online semis, which you're about to go judge one of your athletes, best of luck. We'll see you guys next time.
1: Have a good one, guys.